What's going on, people? This is your boy, Michael O, your chief motivational officer. Listen, I am excited to bring you a brand new podcast, Moving Mountains, hosted by myself. Find me on Spotify, find us on iTunes, find us on YouTube. Connect with us, Moving Mountains Podcast. What's going on, people? Welcome to the Moving Mountains Podcast. I am your host, Michael O. Listen, guys, I have got a treat for you on today's episode. I've got my brother. He's an entrepreneur. He's also a financial literacy, financial education teacher. On this episode, you're going to have to grab your, 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 note, your notepad, your laptop, your some, something to take notes because this guy is full of gems. Jazz Rose, welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast, bro. What's, up, what's happening, brother? Good to be here, man. Ah, listen, <laughs> it's about time. I am excited for this episode because I love what you're doing out there. You're teaching people about financial literacy, financial education, property, you're, you're teaching people how to get into property, how to build wealth, how to become millionaires. I absolutely love it. This, for me, is refreshing because this is stuff that we didn't get when we were coming up, right? This is, this is stuff that you have curated out of, out of trial and error, mm. right? And I absolutely love it. How essential, considering the world that we're living in today, right? How essential is financial education? How essential is financial literacy? How essential is air? <laughs> Facts. Facts. You know, because we need this stuff to live, man. We need this stuff to live and to live out our potential, man, and to do the things we want to do. I, I love it. And and for me, you know, what's a lot of times when people think about building wealth, a lot of times when people think about becoming millionaires and stuff like that, the automatic thought process goes to the earnings, right? I need to be earning a million pounds a year. I need mm. to be earning a million dollars a year to be able to acquire that level of wealth. What I love is you're breaking it down to the lowest level, right? Mm. Um, when you look at the statistics, the majority of millionaires don't even earn more than six figures a year. Facts. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Right, right. So, so for, for me, I love the fact that you're teaching people that it's not so much how much you're earning as much as it is the strategies that you have. Brav, I love that. Break some of that down. What are some of the strategies that you're teaching people to be able to use to be able to create wealth? Yeah, so there's a multiple different level of strategies. And I always start with the base level, which is the mentality. And then we talk about the method, which is how to set the goals that you want to achieve and then actually how to accomplish them and then how to maximize your income. So a lot of people miss that piece. And then we talk about how to manage your money well once you've started to grow your yeah, income yeah, yeah. and then how to multiply it through investment, stocks, property, and so on. I break it. Well, I, I want to break it down to, a, to the lower level, even, mm. right? Because... Just like you, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We started our own businesses from zero um, and, and figured this thing out as we, as we went along. What was that journey like for you? When, at what point did you figure out that actually I need some strategies in place? When did that shift happen for you? Yeah, there's a couple of big shifts. One of the big shifts for me was when I was running a creative education company. We used to work at primary schools across the country. And my whole thing was to build this big business to 300 employees, um, have as high a turnover as possible and stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> I thought to myself, all right, cool. So I'm building this business. I've got 150 staff now. We're doing really well. Let me pass it on to some other people to grow it, to manage it, and so on and so forth. And then after about six months of having a, a CFO in place, she was like, she rang me up and said, we can't make payroll. Yeah. So I was like, we've been making payroll for the last... 15 years, no mm. problems, what happened? Mm. And that's when I realized, you know what, like you've got to be in complete control of your Absolutely. financial future. No one, ain't got, no one else ain't going to control that for you. So you've got, to, you've got to control that ship and steer it in the direction that you want it to go. I mean, you know what? 
I remember that conversation because we, mm. we, I think we talked about it at that at that time. But even beyond that, you know, you've done a couple of things which I think are worth talking about because a lot of people start businesses like that's the main that's the order of if you're in 2022 everybody wants to start businesses mm -hmm. everybody wants to be an entrepreneur everybody wants to own their own business the the reality that the thing is though a lot of us don't know that a lot of us don't have an end game to starting a business Fact. the focus is i want to start a business <coughs> i want to own a business mm -hmm. but there is no exit strategy there is no there is no end in sight, yeah. right? And and it happened with me. Yo, I wanted to start a business because I knew this was, I, I had been told this was the ultimate way to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so I started the business. Even before I started making proper money, I had absolutely no time. Mm. I was like, I couldn't so go bad. on holiday. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really go on dates. I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> Facts. Well, the dates part was just because I had no money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't do anything yeah. because my business had taken over my life it really took a it really took a turning point and seeing how some people had been doing it who had been doing it for a lot longer than i have mm. to realize that actually i'm supposed to figure out the lifestyle that i want to have for myself yeah. and build a business around that lifestyle I that was you. when the life that was when life changed for me yeah you know so when you came and spoke to me and you said yo i'm thinking of selling the business i'm doing that that was exciting to hear mm. because Nobody taught us. Yeah, I mean, I grew up <laughs> believing that you meant to grow a big business and pass it on to your children right, if they right, want right, it. Right, <laughs> like, right, like right. what's the exit strategy? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and you know, when I when I saw you doing different things, I was like, okay, cool. There's different ways to run this business thing. There's a way that you can run your business that coincides with the lifestyle that you want to live and the lifestyle that you want to lead, yeah. rather than being pulled multiple different directions yeah. from people that have nothing to do with where you want to be, right? So it's like when I teach people about, you know, maximizing their income, the problem that, that I had, and probably you had to some extent as well, is that all, most people have their income tied up in one place. Yeah. So it's like an income is all in this one container. And all of your skills are tied up in this one container. So what happens when you get to the containers full? Well, you keep trying to push more in, but it just keeps on flowing back out, right? And you've got no control over Absolutely. it. But what you don't realize is that there's a lid on your container and you, you've already reached capacity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? So yeah. wherever it's your job or your business, you've already reached a certain capacity. So what do you have to do? You have to start to open up different containers. You've got to start looking at your skill sets and then applying your skills into different containers, i.e. different businesses, different side hustles, different work opportunities, business opportunities that you can then start to leverage and start to fill up multiple containers rather than just focusing on one. Let me have a caveat, though, because a lot of people, they try and fill up 10 containers at yeah, once yeah. and it don't work. You so one up yet. you've got to master one skill set, master getting that, getting that container to maybe 75% or a comfortable space where you want it to be and then start filling up the next container. I love that because a lot of the times when we talk about filling up different containers, i.e. having multiple streams of income, mm. we usually refer to employees, yeah. people who have jobs. But you're saying that as business people, as an entrepreneur, mm. even if you have a business, regardless of how well your business might be doing, mm. you're saying that entrepreneurs require multiple streams of income. Business people require multiple streams of income. That a lot of people don't talk about that, Facts. right? Because the end goal is to be a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now we, people have businesses and you're saying that that's not enough. But look, COVID has shown us that whatever business we have Facts. is not as reliable as we perhaps think it is. Yep. And these sorts of situations, whether it's COVID or something else, they, f they, they, they throw people out of 
out of character. They throw your normal way of operating out of its normal way of operating. So we've got to look at different strategies so that if one falls short, then we have something else supporting. If another, if two of them fall short, we have two supporting. Whatever the number is for you, you've got to have multiple streams of income and multiple ways of making money yeah. so that you're always thriving, so that you're always ahead of the curve, so that you're always comfortable and moving forward. In I love it. And I mean. for you, obviously, one of the ways that you have chosen to do that is property. Mm. Um, property is obviously, it's bona fide, it's tried and true, it's tested, it's te you know, stood the test of time and all of that good stuff. How does somebody, because you know, usually when people think about starting in property, they're thinking about big deposits, you know, UK, America, we talk about a credit rating system and all of that stuff. You know, the average person, you know, the average income in the UK is just under £40,000 a year. Mm. The average income in America is 50000 a year. Mm. How is somebody who is earning within that range able to start building a property portfolio? Because you run a course, the property... Property masterclass. Property masterclass. There yeah. we go. How does somebody in that position start to even think about investing in property? <clears throat> well, two ways. One, you can save the money for the deposit and get that on board. Two, you can, if you don't have money, you're going to need time. Um, so another way that you can get into business and get into property at the same time is through like a rent to rent strategy, mm. which for the people out there, it's simply where you find a landlord who wants to rent out his property, you take it on as a corporate let and then you pass that on to other people who want to live in that property. And then you basically take the profit and make sure that the landlord gets a consistent fee. Right, so yeah. it works for the landlord. It works for you as the as, as the rent-to-rent -rent person, as the property investor. Um, so you can do that, or you can just start to save £10,000 if you're making 40, or you, make seven f you save £7,000 a year, or whatever it is that you want to save, and then start building from there. Because here's the thing. Once you start investing in property, everything else becomes easier. Once you have your first one, everything else becomes right, easier. Right, right. Because you can then pull the money out two, three years down the line, you realize you've got an extra 20 grand sitting in your property. Or if you've done it well, you realize you've got an extra 50, 60 grand sitting in your property. It's free money that you can pull out and then go and do the next one and then go and do the next one. And then it's just such a simple way to build wealth, but most people don't do it because they think it's too hard or they think it's outside of their reach. Well, the, 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 the hard part is, you know, we just mentioned about that the average income in the UK is about 38,000, just under 40K. Mm. <laughs> you know, if you're earning 38,000, going to Novikov, have a hack a sam, doing all of this lifestyle, how are you able to save 10 grand a year? Yeah, <coughs> uh, look at your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> look at your life, because, you know, and everybody's lifestyle is different. So I wouldn't say, okay, you have to do this or you have to do that. But if you want to build wealth, you've got to look at where, where am I now and where do I want to be? And if your goal is to invest 20 grand or 30 grand into a property over the next five years, it's perfectly achievable on 40 grand a year. Um, and I know multiple people have done it. So it's perfectly achievable. I mean, when I bought my first property, I was earning like 40,000. And I saved like 20 grand a year. I was young. So I had the, I had the scope to be able to do that. But and Yeah, but Jazz, you're a special case. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, but... but but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether it's with a strategy, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether you, whether you're making forty grand a year and you say, you know what, I'm going to save five grand a year for the next three years. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you partner up with somebody who's also done the same. Yeah. Boom, you've got thirty grand. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's always a way around it. And that partnering up thing is another thing that people don't give themselves access to often because they're, mm. they're scared. They're, mm. they're like, oh, I'm not sure if it's going to work for me. Or not. But if you do your due diligence well enough, you know, you can partner up whether it's a spouse, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend that you've known for a long time and, you know, you have a good relationship with. This stuff is all possible. I, I mean, I, I completely agree with you, mm. right? Um, and this is why I love your program, Money Mastery Program. Um, a lot of the times, and, and with me, for example, there were many times, and there still can be many times, where <laughs> you are earning a comfortable amount of money to be able to sustain your lifestyle. But you have all of these outgoings, mm. which if you really paid attention to, I mean, have you ever heard yourself say, I, I made all this money. I don't know where the money goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? A, a lot of people say that. Yeah. And that happens to the majority of people. Mm. Because as we as we both love to live by, what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. Mm. Right? And so when you release your Money Mastery program, I thought that was brilliant. When I see the, when I see the, uh, the feedback you're getting from it, it's absolutely brilliant. Having run this program, what are some of the ways that money tends to slip out of people's hands that they need to pay closer attention to? <laughs> you know, money's just slipping out, money's leaking out of people's pockets <laughs> like a sieve. And it's, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. But most of us, as you say, we don't pay attention to our money because we believe we've just got enough. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because we've grown up in a consumerism society that teaches us to make sure you have enough. But if you have just enough for you, consider that, it's perhaps it's potentially being selfish. If you have just enough for you, right? And that's okay just to have enough for you, but most people don't really just want to have but enough not, for them. But most people don't even believe that they can have more. Yeah. That's and that's the know, thing because where it starts, the if, root level. If you're if you're making look, the average person that's making thirty thousand pounds a year says, Oh my goodness, I wish I just made sixty thousand pounds a year. And then the average person making sixty thousand pounds a year goes, Oh my goodness, I wish I was making a hundred thousand pounds a year. And then the average person, because you're simply spending in direct proportion to your to lifestyle. Your mm -hmm. So if you make a hundred grand, you're like stressed. I'm working super hard, but I've got no time. And actually I've got no free money because I've spent it all on right, this beautiful right, house right. that I've bought and right, the beautiful right, car right, that right. I've yes, bought. Yes, yes. And actually now I just need to work harder to make 120. You know, the research and the statistics show us that, you know, people, when people are asked, what's the incomes that they, that they want to make? Everybody says double what they're on now. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. so or zero zero about so it's just like you know you've got to get into a consciousness where you're clear on okay what's my income now where do i want my income to be and actually what do i want my expenses to be and actually assessing that and getting really clear on what i want my expenses to be otherwise it's just going to go out um constantly to deliveroo and i tell people <laughs> deliveroo ain't gonna buy your dream home Facts. <laughs> no, but you know what it, it's crazy because you know majority of the time we keep the emphasis on yes i want to cap my expenditure at this amount and i want to you know cap all, you know all of these things but what a lot of people don't realize is the average person you still need a consistent amount that you're putting away every month to be able to invest in yeah. stuff because i realized for me you know when my business started to make a decent amount of money and I was free and I was like, yo, I'm about to live my best life. Mm. Right? I look over a, I look over the course of a certain of of one 18 month period, bro. Within that 18 month period, I probably had maybe three Bentleys. Yeah. And 
forget what you're when I when I look at not just what I'm spending on the Bentley in terms of the pay, the monthly payments and you know the deposits and all of that, but also what how much fuel I'm spending on it and all of that. Listen, I love a Bentley. I still I still love my flash cars, as you know. Mm. However, at the time when I when I look back when I look back on it, maybe within that eighteen month period, I easily spend maybe one hundred and fifty two hundred k on on just cars, mm. right? Now I'm starting to understand that there is something even greater that was costing me at the time, which wasn't just the amount of money I was spending directly on the cars, but the opportunity, co the opportunity cost over time, yeah. right? Because now having been heavily invested in crypto and other things, you know, you know and stuff like that, yo, that 200K mm. at that time. What it could have done for you. Bruh, <laughs> if I didn't do anything different in my strategies, that would three years further down the line have made me 1.5 million thereabouts. Jesus. So when it comes to not paying attention or not having a strategy about money, mm. yes, capping your expenditure is, 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 is one thing, but also you need a solid investment strategy. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't even talk about capping your expenditure. I don't, I don't believe in that kind of mindset. I believe it's quite limiting to mm. think about, focus on capping your, your expenditure. And I understand it in principle, mm. but I just believe the mindset around it, we need to focus on, as you said, second, which is to have a percentage of your income that you want to invest. Yeah. If you live your life that way and you start to manage your money that way, that, hey, wherever I am, whatever I do, whatever my income is, I always invest a minimum of X. And yeah. that minimum needs to be at least 10%. Mm. And if you start from there, then as you scale up your income, then you're still investing your 10% or you're still investing your 20% or whatever the number is for you. And then you can never go broke. I mean, I feel <laughs> you. But, you know, let's, let's put this, let's put this in, because in, I, I, I know you love to put your numbers together, yeah? So let's put this, if you're, if you're earning average, say what, you know, 30, 40K a year, let's say 40K a year. 40K a year, if you're saving, if you're putting 10% into investment, that's 4,000 pounds a year. Mm -hmm. To the average mind, 4,000 pounds a year, what's that going to do? I can't afford a property with that. I can't do all of that. I can't do anything seemingly significant, mm -hmm. right? Um, but what are some of the strategies? I know that, you know, like stocks in terms of, um, you know, stocks are a good place to start. Of course, there are other strategies like crypto and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, where do you advise the average person starts with something like 4,000 pounds a year, to start well i would start with investing the four thousand pounds a year let's say let's take the four thousand as an example and i would have that as a baseline strategy mm. right so i'm investing four thousand pounds a year and i know that in 30 years i'm going to become a millionaire off that but let's take the focus and the attention off that because we know that's just that's just going to happen mm. and what i'm going to focus on now is increasing my income so that i don't invest only four four grand a year but i can invest significantly more Maybe I can invest four grand a month once mm. I start to multiply mm. my income streams and start to actually look at those skill sets that I have locked in this one container that I currently have called a job and actually start to apply them somewhere else. Because once you start doing that, you start to realize that actually the income that you can make is pretty limitless. And, and <laughs> do you know what as well? Like, especially in today's day mm. with the internet and things yeah. like that, you know, I was researching, I was doing some research for YouTube and, and, and even I would, I looked over my own journey <clears throat> and I remember maybe 13, 14 years ago when I started my business and it wasn't where I need, I needed to be. I was making quite a lot of money from Amazon and eBay. Wow. Right. Like now I look back and I was like, yo, I used to buy 
audiobooks mm -hmm. from America, things like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, all of this content that you can't get in the UK, mm. I would buy them in America. And because that's their native country, I would get them at a discount because I'd buy it in bulk as well. Mm. And I would resell this stuff on eBay. I'd resell it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I was making money. Sweet. And you can do the same thing on Amazon today in, right. in a different context. Even more so. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah, absolutely. So you've just got to find a skill, find something that you're passionate about, and then learn the skill. How long does it take you to learn a skill like that? Three to six months? And then you're triggered? If you like watch you're in YouTube the videos, even less. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like, take your time from six to nine or six to ten in the evening and then learn a new skill and then apply it. You know, and sometimes the skills already in you. You're, you're a good makeup artist. You like to do makeup on the weekends for yourself. Go and teach other people how to apply yeah. their makeup and look like whatever it is for you. Find your skill set, present it on YouTube, or find a way to make money from it because that's going to serve you for the rest of your life. It's really about it's really about being intentional, isn't it? Mm. Because I think when you start to look at things from that perspective, you start to see that the world, a world of opportunity, opens up for you. Absolutely. Right? Because if your focus is simply in one direction, either your job or your current self-employed business or something like that, you tend to forget about what else you can do. Yes. Right? But I suppose when you start setting very clear intentional financial goals and pushing yourself, mm -hmm. you start to and, and this and you have to do this whether you are comfortable or not. Facts. Right, because a lot of people become very comfortable mm. with the way things are mm -hmm. and don't do anything else about it to improve it. Mm -hmm. And then you see that five years will go by and you've been stuck in the same position mm -hmm. financially for the longest time. Yeah, and it only gets worse because inflation only goes up. Right. And if your income is staying relatively the same, then you have problems. And, then you, and then you start complaining about fuel prices and whatever <laughs> else is happening. I completely feel you. I completely feel you. This is why, for me, you know, and, and we've had conversations about this in the past and, and stuff like that. And this is why I also advocate so heavily for crypto. Mm. You know, because, you know, when, when, we, when we consider crypto, when we consider stocks, especially, mm. like, for me, these are opportunities that you don't need a credit rating. You don't need a deposit yeah. to be able. All you need is some knowledge, right? And right now, there is, there are a ton of YouTubers. There are t there's a ton of information out there. Yeah. Of course, there are ways that you can easily lose money. Mm -hmm. But if you research properly mm -hmm. and you are willing to get invested for a long period of time, you will hardly lose. Nobody go. invests into the stock market or cryptocurrency for a period of five to ten years and ever hardly loses money. <laughs> right? Because, because yeah. you know, we, we are in this microwave generation now where everybody seems successful. Yo, bro, I go into, like, I go into these kids' Instagram. I'm seeing 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, and everybody's got Rolex. Everybody wears Gucci shoes and stuff like that. Bro, when I was 21, bro, I don't know about <laughs> you. <but laughs> I don't know about you, but I wasn't bowling like that. Yeah. I wasn't bowling like that, but it's, it's crazy because... Consumerism has literally taken over our generation. Yeah. A quick fix has taken over our generation that people can't even think in terms of five to ten years mm. when it comes to improving their income. And you said something really crucial there, which is knowledge. And it's like knowledge is the new currency, right? So a lot of yes. people say, yeah, but you know, you can lose money in there, so you can, and you can. But you are but losing no money buying all this shit you're right. buying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you've got to get the knowledge and once you have the once you have the knowledge and you have the credibility you have the experience of practicing with yourself and playing with different things and you know really starting to fine-tune what you know then you're only going to grow from that you know for me it's it's I, we, we mentioned something about mindset earlier on and i think it really all boils boils down to mindset you know because when you have grown up like i grew up with a single mom mm. yeah she never mum never really had surplus money ever mm. right it was always a lifestyle of struggle just trying to make that month's payments mm-hmm. at all times really it was just that there wasn't really any surplus and when you grow up in that kind of mindset your mind is more tuned to survival yes as opposed to thriving absolutely you know what i mean and it it really takes first of all a conscious a consciousness a conscious awareness mm. that this is where you are mentally yeah for you to even be able to do something about it and most people aren't aware that they're in that cycle mm. that's the biggest problem most people think okay i've got just enough to me i've got enough to put a roof over my head and to drive a car and that's all i need but they don't realize that there's so much more available out there for them and they don't realize that that mindset actually comes from previous generations yeah. that not necessarily it was their fault because by the way some of that mindset is good because you learn a lot of positive things from from that mindset in terms of being able to survive on yeah. on on very little there's a next souls. level to life but there's a next level to yeah. life so just use that where it serves you and then start to look at what other mindsets you can apply what other people can you hang out with what other people can you learn from and what other mindsets can you learn from that's actually going to serve you yeah yeah and for me you know it was I found it was more pivotal for me when I started to get around a different group of people. Same. You know, because the people who I grew up with, man, I didn't want to hang around these people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody seemed to be really going anywhere. Yeah. You know, when I dropped out of uni, you know, dropped out of medical school to pursue, to start building a business, they thought I'd lost my mind. Mm, I bet. Like they put, my mom called a family meeting with <laughs> all my uncles. Yeah. That this guy is now going to do something called media. What is media? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was a it was a difficult time because nobody in my immediate family had been able to step out of that circle, mm. you know. And and for 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 us immigrants, you know, they just came here to work. Mm. That was all they came here to do. And if you wanted to do anything else, no, you were killing it. You were. You're pushing the envelope a little bit too far. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, it's so important to be able to surround yourself with people mm. who are doing something, who are going somewhere. Because, you know, one thing that I love is when we look in our circle, everybody's doing shit. Yeah. You can't afford to sit still. Yeah, no. <laughs> not one second. Yeah, absolutely. I not. don't put one video out. By the time I go online, Jazz has got 12 out. <laughs> and that was five hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, everybody is doing incredibly amazing things. And so for me, that mindset is easily the, the number one way to be able to break out of that mindset is to get out of your circle. Mm. If you are, you know, if you are in, a, in an environment where everybody seems to just be just trying to survive mm-hmm. get around some thrivers man yeah and and you know you were you were that person for me because before i met you i was thriving do you know what i'm saying mm. in comparison to everyone i had grown up around and with and stuff like that but then you start to realize that actually there's new levels to this <laughs> you know there's actually more more space for us to grow and to achieve great things you know what i'm saying and i think it's uh 
Jim Rohn that says, you know, your life will move in the direction of the books you read and the people you meet. Yeah. And it's all about meeting those people because once you start to meet and start to mingle with people who are further ahead than you or doing things on your level, then it's just like your mind opens up. And once your mind opens up, your opportunities for income, your opportunities for investments, your opportunities to do so many things absolutely absolutely opens up. And, you know, it's one thing seeing somebody from afar do something great and it's one thing getting close to the fire. It's one thing getting to know somebody on a personal level and seeing them doing amazing things. I'll never forget one of the <laughs> words you said to me. First time you came to my house, man texted me that he was at my house for like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> man still hasn't come in yet. I go outside the house <laughs> and he's standing at with his arms folded, just looking at the house. I come out and he was like, bro, nobody told me we could live like this. <laughs> Do you know how deep that is, bro? Because that is a lot of people's journey. Mm. You know, they're not, they're not, they haven't gotten out of that comfort circle Mm. to be able to see other people who are living the things that they would like to achieve. Because once I'm able, it's one thing to know that it's possible. Mm. It's a whole other thing to know that it's possible for me. Yes. Right? That changes, that breaks the glass ceiling from the inside of you and you start to go out there and do amazing things. Absolutely. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I absolutely, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love what you're doing. I love what you're teaching people out there. You've got your property mastery program. You've got your money mastery program. Tell us about it. Where can the people go out, get in touch with you, be part of it, learn something new, get into a different circle? Yeah, perfect, man. So I run a webinar on Money Mastery webinar and the link is in my Instagram bio. My Instagram is at Mr. Jazz Rose. That's at M-R-J-A-Z-Z-R-O-S-E. Click the link in the bio and I look forward to seeing you on the webinar where I walk you through the entire journey and how everything works so that you can build wealth and become financially free. Great stuff. Listen, bro, absolute pleasure coming on here and giving people some knowledge. Keep doing what you're doing. Listen, this is, you know, we say all the time, you know, we grew up on Zig Ziglar, we grew up on Jim Rohn, we grew up on all these guys, Tony Robbins. That mantle has fallen on us now. Big time. You know what I'm saying? That mantle has fallen on us now. It is now our time and our season to continue to impart the knowledge and the experience that we have garnered, the mistakes that we have we have made. Let's package it, put it onto, you know, stuff that can make us some money. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And teach the people out there and empower the people out there. So I love what you're doing, brother. Thank you for tuning with me. Uh, Moving Mountains podcast with your host, Michael Irv. See you same time next week. All new episodes drops every Monday and Wednesday, available on all platforms.